real, raw, rad, radiant. Welcome to Conversations with the Chicks. She's Andrea. And she's Linda. Get comfortable and let's chat. Yes, let's chat, Linda. just like really discover myself and just be with the family quarantine for me has been i know people have been complaining it's fun mm-hmm. reading those funny you know um you know memes mm-hmm. and all that stuff about quarantine mm-hmm. but for me it's been like a place where family sits around mm-hmm. and we just have dinner mm-hmm. and we talk mm-hmm. and we just we're having dinner together mm-hmm. it's something that you know we've not done in years mm-hmm. and years mm-hmm. and years mm-hmm. Yeah, so how has it been for you? I agree. It's a it's a slowdown, but very appreciated slowdown. Because we, until we slowed down, we didn't know how fast we were going. Uh, having yeah. soccer games and practice, and practice before the practice, and um, just going so fast and grab your dinner and uh, leave the rest on the table, let your brother eat the rest. And now it's just like, no, everybody slow down. Everybody, and even I have to mentally tell myself there's no need to wake up super early. I can change my pace. I can give myself the permission to change my pace, to let the kids sleep in, do school, finish their work, uh, and just play and just enjoy each other rather than just rushing, rushing. And then, uh, hey, where's your shin guard? Oh, my God, you left your water. There's no ice in it. We left the chair. Oh, my goodness. Let your daddy meet us here and there and there. And then at the end of the night, we're like, not even able to catch our breath. But we don't know we're doing that until we stop. And for us, it's a different season because we stopped for many reasons. Like a, a death in, our, in a family, in our family in February, stopped us. But just us. Everybody else was still moving along. Mm-hmm. But COVID-19 stopped everybody. Mm-hmm. So uh, for us, I feel like, for me, I feel like it's a unique gift to really, mm-hmm. to really reflect mm-hmm. and to really um, redefine, mm-hmm. redefine and choosing, hey, is it, is, I, do I still want to hold on to that? Do I want to let that go? So it's just mm-hmm. conscious, like we need to like look at each other. And, and redefine what got us here cannot keep us here. Mm. We were going so fast, Linda. We were like, oh my gosh. Cool, yeah. yeah, get your lashes done while you're getting your nails done. Get your hair done while you're getting your lips done. And, and oh my God, pull your nose all the way up. Put your, like we're going so fast that. And it's something like a slow mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. Just like slow eat all mm-hmm. the way down, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And it's sad how. Um, the divorce rate mm. has gotten so high mm-hmm. in this time. Mm. You know, like what you were saying about yeah. the one church yeah. and about like couples not tr- figuring out like who are you yeah. at this time. Why do you, you know? look like that without your hair? 
Girl, I tell you, yeah. like, you know, I mean, hey, we don't have lashes, we don't have nails, yeah. we don't have this, and and now people are getting to have conversations, yeah. like real life mm-hmm. conversations, mm-hmm. 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 you know, like, we'll like, see me, I mean, have you seen on Instagram, you know, there's like the trend, people are now posting pictures with um, the face, like, hey, look at me, you know, the celebrities are now saying, I don't have nails. I've not had nails in like few weeks. Yeah. Like I don't have my lashes mm-hmm. and you know, so it's now this like, hey, slow down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Be still. Yes. And be you. Yes. Be you without the whole face. Yeah. Take your mask off. There's a lesson in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. And if people miss it, it's just a big opportunity. Yeah. I don't think we'll ever have a time like this, mm, ever, mm, ever. Mm, mm. And we have to get it. I agree. I agree. I think it will be a huge waste of opportunity if we're rushing. The reason for our rushing to go back to normal is so that we can go back to who we used to be. Don't you think? Like, I don't want to be, like, however you know me beforehand, I don't want to be that. I want to grow. I want to come out different. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, because God has given, I feel like God has really, really handpicked this season for us to be in it. These children are, are different. Like, if you are the kind that have your TV on, I had my TV on in Africa because I was keeping up with the United States news. And you see the ticker on the side. And the first day I got to Lagos and I was looking, the ticker was a thousand, one, 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 a thousand, one hundred and eleven people are dead in the U.S. By the time I left on the seventh, I don't I think it was around fifteen thousand. So if you're a child, you're looking at this number of dead people. You can be immune to life. Your life is not the same. It's just like a video game. Oh, my God. 2,000 more people had been added to the death toll. And we can be immune to that. Or we can choose now to use this time to, to be empathetic because we need to be empathetic. A lot of people are losing jobs. A lot of the long line of people, however we can serve each other, is enough. We don't have to go all around the world to do it like your neighbors. However, how people showed up for my family has challenged me never, ever to be the same. And I think I was a freaking good person. Like I was, re- I think, I thought so. And I still think I'm a good person, but there's, there's room for growth. So much room for growth to look at other people. And now when I look at you, I'm not looking at your lashes. I'm not looking at your eyebrows. I'm not looking at your hair. I'm looking, what can I bring to this, the, to this relationship, like whatever now, sheep I'm in, I'm in that all in. Right. Now let's rewind back mm-hmm. for our listeners. Mm-hmm. So, um, this, this podcast, this first, this is our first podcast, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. conversations with the chicks. Yay. <laughs> and, yeah. and we did say, you know, when we're in Las Vegas mm-hmm. in February, mm-hmm. We didn't even know. Seems like years and years away ago. Yeah. And, and we, we didn't even know we were going to be on FaceTime mm. recording our very first podcast. Mm. And we thought that we we're going to be in a fancy room. We're going to have, you know, yeah. all the fancy podcast yeah. equipment. Mm-hmm. 
But um, we did say that, you know, like we would love to dedicate this first podcast mm-hmm. to your father mm. there and um just just kind of rewind back and then i also want you to talk about you know you put this on your instagram the 777 mm. and i feel like it has so much meaning mm. i mean just tell us a little bit about your dad and your trip to africa yeah. and how the 777 yeah. works together yeah. and what happened it's been such a, a season of so many layers. Um, but even today, I look back and the moments that were dark, like when I heard the call, when I got the call from my brother first thing in the morning, it was 3.30 in the morning, that my dad had passed beautifully in his hands. Um, I felt like my whole world kind of darkened, like I was kind of pulled into this tunnel, like, Cause I love that man. Gosh, even in his life, I I was always so loud about what this man meant to me. Still, Wait, that, was the 7th of February, right? that was the seventh of February. He passed away, and um, and the whole month we 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 moved forward and planning how to travel and what to do, and we planned um his funeral. We picked a random date to for his funeral. We were going to embalm his body for about a month. While we, uh, the children, my sister and I are here in Texas, we're traveling to Nigeria. My brother is already there. My mom is already there. We chose to travel on the 7th of March, simply because it was spring break. There was no, we were not being biblical about it. It was just spring break because then then we were not going to take the kids because we just wanted to focus on so many reasons why we were not going to take all four of our kids. Um... So we got all the expenses together and got gathered. And even before then, did a service here in Texas because my father has made so many friends here um, while he was visiting. And the overwhelming amount of love that people showed in prayers, in showing up, in, in financial, like seriously, people would just demo you. You didn't ask, but they just think, they're just thinking of you and say, hey, and we... I had to ask my sister for the final tally. I believe it was like between her and me and all the people, I think it was like $4,000. It's, wow. it's a big deal when you're not asking for money and people right, are like, right. I think you can, you're going on a trip. You, you're going to need this. You're going to, you know, you're going to have a huge celebration of life. And that's what we did. And we went and it was beautiful family, beautiful, more than I can imagine. My dad was a beautiful soul. And everyone that he had touched showed up and honored him. There were more than there were more than a dozen priests oh, wow. at the church, at the Catholic Church, wow. and and of uh, the bishop. It was just so much honor that was bestowed on this beautiful man. It's overwhelming. Nothing had shut down until we had finished, and we were just doing the. And then in our culture, they have like seven more days after the burial where you're just now oh, wow. dancing every day and so, feeding people. So, so seven, seven, and then another seven. Another seven. I didn't even think of this seven. Oh, my god! Yes. There's seven more days where you're just dancing. You, I mean, they wake us kids up with drums and dancing at 530, sometimes six o'clock in the morning. And then, and then we'll go back and then we, all the women ga- gather. It's just a different pace 
People were now rushing. It's just, it was just a beautiful stop. Anyways, I was using that as a reset button and uh, we had already finished. Uh, it was like the last day of celebrating when my brother, because we were staying at a, my sister and I were staying together in a room and my brother had gone to the other house with his children and texted me and said, I, I just got the text that the airports were closing. Wow. And in, even though my kids had told me that they they had like an extra week, week. added, so I'm uh-huh. thinking, oh okay. But then when they said the airport, that kind of like oh. So with next morning, this was like late night. Next morning we call the airline. The airline was like, no, everything is going to be good. Right. Well, then we called the U.S. embassy that the international airport is closing, and it was a Saturday, and they were like. We don't know what's going on. It, this is breaking news, and it was a Saturday, so they had to wait till Monday to oh. tell us what we U, U.S. citizens were supposed to do. And when were you coming back that Monday? I, the Monday was when I was supposed to come back. So Monday was when they, I already knew Monday wasn't going to happen because oh. I checked the Delta airline, even though they, the agent said, don't worry. I checked on their website just after she said that and the flight was canceled. So my husband here in Texas had called and nobody knows what was going on. This was all breaking news. And another agent had booked a flight for Friday. Like there's nothing else till Friday. I'm like, okay, I'll wait four more days. But then things were shutting fast. That's when I started to track the news because I've been offline and just like not bothered with news until then. And now we're tracking it. Now we registered in the travelers program to let us so they can tell us. And I try not to panic, knowing that if I panic, my mom was looking at our faces to see mm-hmm. the panic level. So I'm trying to chill for my mom. And then when I talk to my family here in Texas, I try to chill for them too. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm keeping on a good faith and face at the mm-hmm. same time. So fast forward to everything is shut down. Fast forward to the now the embassy saying travel from where we are, which is kind of more rural, to Lagos, which is like the New York of Nigeria, to get to Lagos, get as close to the airport as possible. But we have no plans. Just get there. Is there going to be hotel? We don't care. Just get there. Is there going to be accommodation? We don't care. Thankfully, my brother lives here. It's beautiful enough facility. It's middle, middle class, not upper middle. Not, yeah, not high upper class because there's so many levels. When I, when I say I'm in Nigeria, I could be in a, in a dump or I could be in a mansion. It, oh, it, wow. Yeah, it depends. Like there's so many levels of living in Nigeria. And ours was not, you know, we're comfortable. You know, my brother worked very hard for, for us to get comfortable. We brought my mom along with us so we don't have to worry about her back there. And... um it really started to get real when when um, there was they said there was a flight and we got super excited. I stayed up all night just looking at my phone because what if my Wi-Fi dropped off and they said come? And when um, I woke I woke up, I fell asleep and I woke up and they were like, "Well, you, you didn't make this flight." And I that was when I was like, "Oh, now I cannot just stay here. I have to like now start to be a little more vocal about getting out of here." And um, thankfully, Sean Gables kind of picked up on my frustration and we text back and forth. She tagged um, this beautiful soul, Dion Anglin, and, and, um, and then some of my friends. And now, like, it wasn't so much about, it wasn't so much about what was happening about the airline, because now I know I have no control 
about that. Right. Now my shift and focus and now about like I will wake up to my phone having thousands of messages and and what's up and what are you doing? What can I do? And people are showing up for my family and and dropping food off and um, calling the congressman and writing letters. And it was just like, oh, OK. So so that was a beautiful distraction to my frustration. Beautiful, beautiful yes. distraction. And then I when Dion um, put the news up. I didn't know he I didn't know anything about it, but based on the number of people that were messaging me that they just got the news, I was just overwhelmed by how because you can hear some things and just move on and just right. say, Oh, sucks for her, let her figure it out. But for right. people to reach out, like I cannot if I choose to respond to each person, I'm just gonna be on the phone or just I've been writing letters to say thank you. I'll just do that forever. I'm just sending prayers. And text messages at this point, just to say I acknowledge. It was just overwhelming. And for me, it was so many lessons. Like we will talk for hours on all the lessons I learned, um, not only about my dad's life, meeting some of my fa- of his family that are my family for the first time, helping me to understand my dad better. And then the delay, even the delay. And I was very vocal about that on um on social media, I was like, I'm just going to express fully because that was therapeutic for me first. And, and then I was like, it, it helped me feel better. And at that point, I just want to, I didn't want to hold on to some kind of feeling. I just wanted to get better. So getting back, getting back to your 777, getting back to, um, back to Texas. And I didn't even realize it when, until I was writing that post. Then I saw the correlation of the numbers and I knew that I already knew deep down that God is up to something because deep down um, the, the morning I was writing, cause my dad had written his biography one day we were, I was working in my office here and I said, dad, I don't even know all the dates and all the story. Cause dad's birthday is kind of iffy. He, he, his birthday was never documented. So he always told us he's younger than he is. And even now, uh, it's documented. It's based on some of his paperwork. He's 104 years old when he passed. No. Yes. Way. Yes. But wow. that that remember when we we uh, celebrated his 90th? Dad was like, "I'm not 90. I'm 88." I'm like, "No, you're not 88. <laughs> you're older than that." <laughs> wow. The, he, yeah, um, his, his um, nephew was telling us, there's no way he's 90. Like, he's younger than my brother, my mom. And my mom was like, you know, they were like now doing the age um, approximation of his age. We'll never know. But uh, he was saying, your dad is easily 104, maybe five. But wow. yeah. So I say all that to say that when I was writing my dad's biography and and it helped me to... Um, I read it, we read it together, but I didn't put so much effort into it until I was writing it for his, um, celebration of life. Then I put my heart into it and I put myself in his life, achieving all those things that he was achieving. Fast forward to the Friday, the 13th March, when he was buried and we lowered him down six feet under. In that moment, I knew I was forever changed because 
he achieved so much for his based on his his history for him to even come overseas um he's never no one has done that before he just pretty much said oh okay that's um he studied here and and he was teaching other people he was like i'm going to go get more education and he traveled overseas um and that uh, that was approved when he was a newlywed he was a newlywed and my brother was not born yet and he cried at the sacrifice to decide that he was not going to be there for my brother to be born, his firstborn child, because he didn't want to miss out on the opportunity to be here. That was such a big deal. And then lowering him down to the earth made me, um, made me realize to, to live hard, but to live easy at the same time that I can I can hold on to anything. I, I have to live free accomplish all the things I want to accomplish, but no matter what I do, this is me on the ground, just like him. Because that was the lesson. That's the big lesson that I can just, I can live free, unbothered, live as wild as I choose to in faith, unapologetic, live well, serve well, give well, whatever it is that I choose to do, to do that well. Because either I choose to or not, that's me, that's you. We're all going to die. And that gift of his death at the time that he died, because if he had died during COVID, I probably won't be able to go and experience this life-changing moment that I'm having right now. Because I know that and I know the whole world is, is standing still, but for me, I feel like I'm frozen into a rebirth. cannot be who I was, and who I was was beautiful. Mm-hmm. But there's room for change, and there's a nudge in my heart to just, even this, doing this with you. How many years have we talked about podcasts or writing or anything? We've talked about it for years, and every time we see a book, we're like, oh, let's go read that book. And then we start writing. We have about five books in our computer. You and I, you know that. <laughs> you know that. But then we're like distracted because we're in this moment, we're caring for our children, caring for our husband, caring for our parents. So there's no time to just say, let me sit here for, for five hours and write a book. Uh-huh. Or just sit in the afternoon. In, if there was no COVID, we would not be sitting here at 4.30. And doing this. And doing this. We would definitely be at a carpool game right now. <laughs> carpool. carpool. going somewhere for dinner. Yes, yes, know? yes. I tell you. Yeah. And, you know, um, I loved what you posted on Instagram mm. during this the season when you were home yeah. in Nigeria with your mom. Mm. Um, after you went on live, um, you know, was after Dion called you and mm. you had, you know, the talk and stuff, you you were venting out on Instagram, you posted that. And then the next post on your story was, um, I spent the hours with my mom. Mm. And it was so beautiful that mm. you got to talk to her mm. and you were told stories, untold stories, yes. you said, yes. of your dad. Yes. You got to learn about your dad. Yeah. You got to learn. I mean, it was with your brother, yeah. your mother, and yeah. sister. Yeah. And you were just laying out there and just having stories yes. that 
it would not have been yeah. if you had stopped. Yes, yes. You know? Another lesson, so, like every interruption, it's not a halt. Sometimes the interruption is the beginning. Mm-hmm. Is it's just it's just for us to pause. And for me, I'm having to do that in everything that I put myself into, not to just rush on to the next thing. This mindset, if if the people under this roof are the only people that I inspire in the world, then I have to do that so well. Not to be rushing to say, oh, what who else who else? And that's one of the reasons why I haven't jumped at oh, let's go, let's do this and let's do that in this season. Like, let's just breathe. Mm-hmm. Let's just stay here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that when Michael, Michael is taking care of COVID-19 patients and even in their sickness, the, the one of the number one treatments they can have is deep breath. Mm. Deep breath. Like the more you can... And most people, why this disease is killing most people that are already vulnerable is because most people can't even take a big breath. If you're already morbidly overweight, you can't hold your breath. Hold your lungs like a balloon. Hold it open and then release. Right. So deep breath is in itself therapy. So for me as a yoga teacher, and it, for me, it's just a moment to just kind of chill all the way down. And then come back and then re-decide. Maybe I want to pick it up. Maybe I don't. Maybe I'll pick something else up. But there's no need to rush. There's no need to just say, oh, my God, look, this is what everybody is doing. Let me get into it. No, no. No. It's now it's time to just think about Mm -hmm. since everything is closed down. I mean, it's now time to just recenter yourself yeah. with, who, with who you are yeah. and try to discover yourself, try yeah. to know yourself, yeah. and try to know the four people, the mm. five people around you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's time to just re- rediscover and just be so raw. Right. With you know, yourself. It's a season of rawness yeah. with yourself. And it's yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful stillness. Yeah. As in, you know, just thankful for this time. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So what I thought was like, oh my God, death. Even for me, I, I figure, God, oh, thank you. Thank you, God. And thank you, dad, for choosing. Because I believe my dad, the way he loved us so much that he chose those that moment. Because my brother was there. And he, my, he, my brother is his one answered prayer in life. So my brother coming around the past year and for them being in the unity that they've been in, they were having a conversation. And my dad died during that conversation with my brother. Wow, so beautiful. Yes, like he chose to say. I mean, they were talking and my brother had to look back and say, are you still there? Like he died and my, bro- my brother had to wow. pick him up in his hand and go lay him down by my mom because my mom was still in bed. It was oh, the morning. Wow. It was morning. It was 3.30 my time. So that was about 10 o'clock their time in the morning. Oh, wow. And my, my mom looked and they went to call the, the, there's a hospital down the street for someone to come. My mom was laying down next to him because he was so peaceful. Until wow. help came. And before help came, the priest was already there. That's the kind of relationship he had. The priest dropped everything and came. Wow. And another beautiful thing, and I'll round this up because we will be talking about this forever. 
my mom had two core friends, core. They were with her when she had a stroke in September. They were like rotating in a hospital. They, as soon as she called them, they had their bag, a travel bag, and they never, they didn't leave. Wow. They just moved in. They didn't leave. They had their husbands. Their their husbands gave them the permission to come in and so that my mom would not be alone. That's the kind of friendship they had. Wow. So that's the lesson on friendship. That's a whole nother lesson. That's a whole nother topic. When I'm telling you, like my radars are open. I'm just learning so much. Like there was a time that it got so hard because they're, they're, you know, you have to turn on generator for electricity and it got so hot in, and all three of them had their, uh, they were sleeping like, like little girls in their underwear, just raw. There's no pretense. There's no lashes. There's no, you're better than me. Let me pretend. Let me give you this angle. So you think I'm that way. No, it was just raw, real, genuine love. Wow. So, That's so amazing. Yeah. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Thank I you. Mean, it's just something that, you know, it's just such an honor to be around in the season. Yeah. And just watch this and watch you grow. And also just get to know your dad. Yes. You know, just start looking from a distance, mm. you know just to see the type of man that he was, you know, and I'm, I'm so glad that he got to love my chicken pot pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if mom said, no, Linda didn't bring any quiche. I'm like, no quiche, mom, no, no quiche. quiche. <laughs> yes, yes, quiche and chicken pot pie. But anyways, um, yeah. So thank you for sharing. This was just so awesome. Thank you for listening. I'm so excited about our podcast. Yes. <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be real. It's gonna be transformational, informative, but more importantly, it will be inspiring. And there's no pretense, especially ups and downs in betweens. I think it's so. I think we there's wisdom to be shared in every season. Absolutely. And I and I know you're here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I love you. I love you too. Mm -hmm. All right. Talk to you later. (laughs)